0: Are you getting frustrated with what to feed a teenager who's always hungry? Everybody knows that teenagers have a huge appetite. It seems like you need to feed them constantly to satisfy their hunger. It's even more difficult where teenagers who struggle with their weight truly want to make changes like cut down on junk food or stop overeating and they can't. There's frustration, isolation, stress... And that's why I decided to create a recipe collection of 30 easy and healthy meals for teenagers. They're all high in protein to satisfy your teenager's hunger, and they can all be ready in less than 30 minutes. If you want to grab a free copy, go to lifestyle4teens.com forward slash recipes. Are you getting frustrated with what to feed a teenager who's always hungry? Everybody knows that teenagers have a huge appetite. It seems like you need to feed them constantly to satisfy their hunger. It's even more difficult where teenagers who struggle with their weight truly want to make changes, like cut down on junk food or stop overeating, and they can't. There's frustration, isolation, stress... And that's why I decided to create a recipe collection of 30 easy and healthy meals for teenagers. They're all high in protein to satisfy your teenager's hunger, and they can all be ready in less than 30 minutes. If you want to grab a free copy, go to lifestyleforteens.com forward slash recipes.
1: This is the Lifestyle and Weight Loss for Teens podcast. If you are a mom and want to help your child who is struggling to lose weight, you are in the right place. If you are looking for healthy lifestyle tips, Dr. Gorgory is here to help you understand the science around safe weight loss in teens and children. Because what works for adult weight loss is not always the best for children. This podcast is for educational purposes only. Dr. Gorgory does not provide medical, psychological, or nutrition therapy advice. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat any health problems without consulting your own medical practitioner. And now your host, Dr. Jenny Gorgory.
0: Hello, welcome to another episode of the Lifestyle and Weight Loss 14s podcast. This week, I'm going to talk about somewhat controversial topic I have to say, and The reason it is controversial is because we don't have enough studies so far, especially in children, but also in adults, to give us enough data. However, we do have some studies, and American Academy of Pediatrics does have a position statement about this. So this is what I'm going to present. And what is the topic? The topic is the use of non-nutritive sweeteners in children. And when I say non-nutritive sweeteners, I mean all these different substances that we add to food to make it sweet and tasty with zero calories. So if you know diet soda, it still tastes sweet. However, it has no calories. So there are a few commercial products that are used to give products, foods, and drinks sweet taste without adding calories. The most commonly used are the saccharine, aspartame, acesulfamine, potassium, sucralose, neotame, stevia, adventum, and luohangguol. And this was some product examples. The list of other non-caloric sweeteners keeps increasing and more and more are added, but those are some of the most commonly used. And you will probably find them if you look in packages that say sugar-free, you are very likely to find one of these substances. Now, what is The big fuss about it, like, first of all, we all know that children and adults that use these sweeteners, they do it mainly because they don't want to use sugar and they don't want to get the extra calories that the sugar adds. Therefore, they use these sweeteners that is zero calories to decrease the amount of calories that they consume from a particular drink. And how common is actually this use? It's actually pretty common. Like one of the recent studies, the Enhanced Study, estimated that 25% of children use non caloric sweeteners compared to 44% of adults, which is a significant amount. And in particular, they also found that 80% of the children were using it daily. Compared to 56% of the adult population. Now, the problem with the sweeteners, and the reason why researchers are still debating whether they're helpful or not, is that even though they don't have calories, when you taste something sweet, like you put something sweet in your tongue, There are sensors in your tongue that can send signals to your brain, and so you feel that what you're eating is sweet. Those are called taste receptors. So the sweet taste receptors that we all have in our tongue are normally stimulated by sugar. However, when you have one of these non-caloric sweeteners, they can still stimulate some of the taste receptors, and therefore, and that's why you feel that when you're eating something is sweet. And then there is a little bit of unknown. What does that exactly do to the signals that go to your brain that have to do with regulation of appetite and hunger. And there are some theories that suggest that when you eat something that has sweetener, you can still stimulate that part of your brain that feels hunger and increase appetite for food in response to something sweet that you ate even though what you ate was not really sugar, but it was sugar-free soda, for example. And there is one interesting study that was done in college students. It was 115 college students between the age of 18 to 22 years of age. And the researchers did a very interesting experiment. They asked them, to have either Sprite Zero, which was really sugar-free with non-caloric sweetener. They asked them to drink water or to have regular Sprite that had sugar. And then after that, they wanted to see what were they more likely to eat after they had these drinks. So they offered them different snacks and then they looked what snack did they go for. And interestingly, what they found was that the college students that had the zero sprite were more likely to go and choose a bag of chocolate of mmMs or other snacks that had sugar compared to those that had Regular sprite or water that they would go for less sweet snacks such as a water or a chewing gum. So what is a possible explanation of this finding? Why did this happen? The researchers speculate that probably the college students that had the zero sprite instead of a regular sprite, they didn't quite feel satisfied with that, and then they went for something like a real treat, like the bag of MMs. Whereas the college students that were satisfied with the regular soda, they didn't feel the need to go for for it. The reality is we don't really have a lot of data on this topic, but we do have some data that suggests that when we drink sweeteners or when we have food that has a lot of sweeteners, that can affect our taste preferences. And we may go for more sweets afterwards compared to if we just had water or if we just even had sugar. There's definitely a lot of research that needs to be done in this topic because we just don't have enough data. Now, another thing I would like to bring to your attention, again, from this manuscript, from the recommendations by the American Academy of Pediatrics, is that there could be potentially a role for non Caloric sweeteners in certain populations, and in particularly if there are children that have diabetes and they're using insulin for every time that they consume uh, sugar, then having stevia or having one of these caloric free sweeteners may be beneficial to them because they don't need to use insulin as they have to use when they are eating something sweet with sugar. Also, if there are children and teenagers that they are trying to get in shape and they're trying to lose weight, and they are able to control their total caloric intake by using the the caloric-free sweeteners, then there is a role for them to use them as long as they that doesn't lead to overconsumption of other foods that will eventually increase their caloric intake. Because if you are trying to cut down, let's say, the calories you're consuming by drinking a regular soda, so you drink a diet soda, and after that, you feel the urge to, you know, I didn't really feel satisfied with this. Let me just go and get a chocolate or let me just get something else that is sweet. Then it defeats the purpose. And it may be really not your fault. It may be just because your body is reacting in a way that you crave more sweets, because your taste buds in your tongue are still activated by those sweeteners. And it could be that maybe you have a a bigger urge with those sweeteners than if you just had a little bit of sugar in the beginning. So what I would suggest is if you have a teenager who likes to have sweeteners, or if you are a teenager and you like beverages like sugar-free soda and sugar-free juice, what I would suggest you do is that you pay attention to what happens after you have your sugar-free soda or your sugar-free juice. Do you feel satisfied and happy and you feel like, I'm glad I had this soda and you can move on with your life and do your activities and do the next thing you need to do. If that is the case, then perhaps then it's not creating a big problem for you. If you do notice though that once you have one of these, let's say, sugar-free Sprite, you feel the urge to afterwards go for something sweet. Perhaps you feel in your mind that, oh, since I have a sugar-free soda, let me just go and grab that sweet. Or you just feel that "Mm, I still need to have something sweet because that sugar-free soda was really nothing. Then perhaps it may be beneficial for you to give up on that sugar-free soda because it may give you more cravings for sugary food and sugary drinks after you're done with it, instead of giving you satisfaction and keeping your caloric intake low. In other words, if you're able to use non-caloric sweeteners and Maintain your total caloric requirement where you want it to be, then perhaps it may not be so a big problem for you. But if you feel that it creates an urge to have more snacks and more sugar afterwards, then perhaps it doesn't really serve you. And you can try an alternative, which is just have water. So always, of course, water is the best hydration compared to all juice and sodas. But I do understand the need to have something sweet and sweet drinks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it will help you pay attention how your body feels after you had a sugar-free soda, sugar-free dessert, sugar-free juice sugar-free tea, whatever you're drinking as sugar-free. Pay attention what happens to your body after you had it and then decide what you want to do next. Make a choice that serves your goals. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.
1: If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, I invite you to come check out the Lyft program. It's Dr. Gregory's 12-week coaching program for teens and their moms, where we take all this information. We apply it to your daily life and we work together. So your teenager learns how to create a healthy lifestyle so they can feel happier, more confident, less stressed, and love their body again. Visit the website at lifestyleforteens.com and click on the work with me and free resources to learn more about this program and get free help to start this journey right away. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode of Lifestyle and Weight Loss for Teens.